Blog Talk Radio. When we break down the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs AFC Divisional Playoff Game. So we got a lot to talk about today, and we decided that we're going to have to break it up a little bit, and we're going to spend 15 minutes today just breaking down this game, this important matchup between the third seed Pittsburgh Steelers as they go to Arrowhead to face the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs coming off a bye. This game's going to be Sunday, 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC, and right now it's sitting at an over-under of 45, the Chiefs favored by two. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time, and I'm going to be breaking this down for you. Feel free to check out my article where I break it down in more detail on our website, footballgarbagetime.com. But for now, let's go ahead and get started with, uh, with the breakdown uh, so that you can figure out who you think is going to win. So, we got a lot to talk about, and this is going to be a really interesting game because, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, while having played a single game this season, have already accomplished a lot. I mean, they've managed to secure their first AFC Wild, AFC West title since 2010, and their first playoff bye week since 2003. But none of that's going to matter if they can't win the Super Bowl. And it's been a long time since the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. In fact, it's been Super Bowl IV back in 1970, and that's the only Super Bowl they've ever won to date. Of course, the Steelers, on the other hand, have won the Super Bowl a whopping six times, and it includes four times from 1975 to 1980, and most recently in 2006 and 2009. And Big Ben was there for two of them. In fact, Ben's 2006 win also got him in the record books as the youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. And although it's uh, you know, kind of old hat for the Steelers to be there, this is no less a big deal for them. So they've taken care of business. They've won their wild card game. And what? And the question is, what is going to happen this weekend in the divisional playoffs at Arrowhead? Now, remember, this isn't the first time these teams have met this year. In fact, the Steelers and the Chiefs met in Heinz Field uh, week four of this season, where the Steelers just crushed, absolutely destroyed the Chiefs 43-14 to on the back of Ben's five touchdown passes. And if you remember, Le'Veon Bell was coming back from a three-game suspension. That was his first game back, and he piled on 178 total yards of offense. In fact, it was so dominant that going into the fourth quarter, the Steelers were actually still winning 36-0. to It ended up being the worst loss of the Chiefs season and the worst loss of Andy Reid's tenure as head coach at Kansas City. Now, turnovers were the name of the game and were the difference in this first matchup. There were two turnovers by Kansas City in the first 10 minutes of the game, a fumble by Spencer Wentz, and an interception thrown by Alex Smith, both of which were converted into Pittsburgh touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Now take that and add in a missed field goal at the end of the first half, and basically that's the tone for the rest of the game. In fact, the best drive that Kansas City Chiefs put together all day was in the third quarter when they were down 0-36. to They went 80 yards to the Pittsburgh three-yard line, and then they turned them all over and down. Now, there is 
a lot of ifs, ands, and buts that could have happened here, but it's pretty clear that the Steelers were the better team in week four. But keep in mind, it wasn't two weeks later when the Steelers and the Dolphins played in Miami, and Ben Roethlisberger matched um, one of his lowest QBR of the season of 4.1, and the Dolphins won 30-14. Now, obviously, this last weekend in the wild card game was a completely different result. And the Steelers piled it on like there was no tomorrow. All three of the big uh, triumvirate there, Ben, Bell, and Brown, did amazing. They all, uh, all did all they had to do. And, of course, uh, Ben wasn't asked to do much after an early lead taken in the first quarter. Now, keep in mind, at the end of the regular season, before they got into the playoffs, Ben Roethlisberger had the fifth most passing touchdowns per game at 2.1. Brown had the fourth most receiving yards per game at 85.6, and second most receiving touchdowns per game, and the most receptions per game at 7.1. And Bell had the second most rush yards per game at 105.7, with the most carries per game, and the second most receiving yards for a running back per game at 51.3, and the most receptions for a running back. Well, that's a mouthful. In other words, they were amazing in the regular season. In fact, Bell became the first player in NFL history to average at least 100 rushing yards and 50 receiving yards per game in a season. And the entire Steelers' offense was hot. In fact, they averaged the seventh most offensive yards per game and at the fourth best rushing offense and eighth best passing offense per football outsiders DVOA. And the major reason for this was their offensive line, which was the fourth best in pass protection per adjusted sack rate. In fact, they allowed the second least sacks in the NFL at 21, and the fourth, and they were the fourth best at run blocking. If only 15% of their runs were the running back was tackled at or behind the line of scrimmage. And as I said, in the first playoff game, they basically destroyed the Miami Dolphins. So what can you say about what's going to happen uh, this, coming up, this coming week? Well, keep in mind that what they did during the regular season and what they did against Miami is totally different than what they're going to do this week. Because first of all, the Chiefs are coming off a bye, and Andy Reid has only lost two games off a bye in the regular season his entire career. All right, And he's never lost a divisional playoff game uh, coming off a of bye week. So the Chiefs and Andy Reid have history on their side. Plus, they're playing an arrowhead, tough place to play. Plus, everyone is aware of Ben Roethlisberger's striking home road splits. He is much less effective on the road. In fact, in 2016, his completion percentage at home was 70.8%. Away, a drop 10% to 59.4%. He had 20 touchdowns to 5 interceptions at home. He had only nine touchdowns to eight interceptions away. And his passer rating dropped from 116.7 at home to a measly 78.4 away. So this is not unique, okay? This happened also in 2015. So whatever the reason is, field conditions, weather, fan support, comfort level, or something more psychological, we don't know. But it's clear that Big Ben is not the same quarterback as he is uh, at home when he's traveling on the road. Now, the Chiefs, on the other hand, will have to really contain these guys. Now, they can't just count on Big Ben being bad away from home. They have to contain Ben Brown Bell. And thankfully for the Chiefs, their pass defense has improved throughout the season and ended up the regular season seventh best for DVOA on football outsiders. Now, part of the success is due to a strong pass rush led by Justin Houston, the best guy on that side of the ball for the Chiefs. And he'll be back and ready to go this weekend after taking three weeks off uh, due to some swelling in his knee. Now, this is incredibly important in light of the fact that Roethlisberger tends to suffer under blitz pressure. In fact, his passer rating drops 
to 69.0 against the Blitz as compared to 95.4 against non-Blitz scenarios. But another reason for success is the solid secondary led by Eric Berry, Ron Parker, and Marcus Peters. Sure, Ben lit them up in week four, but the Chiefs have sorted out their pass defense in the meantime, allowing just 221.4 passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks over the final five weeks of the season. Now, Berry has been one of the best coverage corners, a coverage players in the NFL this season, grading out number seven on pro football focus. Parker leads all safeties with eight pass breakups. And Peters, 17 combined interceptions and pass breakups are the second best among cornerbacks. Now, of course, that group of three doesn't tell the entire story. There's also Philip Gaines out there who graded out the second lowest corner in coverage this year. Plus, the Chiefs are only 17th against wide receiver ones and 20th against tight ends, which means that they're going to have some trouble with Antonio Brown and Jesse James or Ladarius Green, depending on who ends up speeding up. Now, fortunately, the Chiefs are top six, defending every other receiving position, including running back targets, which is incredibly important because Bell is one of the most prolific pass-catching running backs in the league. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are ranked just 26 against the run per DVOA. And although the Chiefs allow the ninth most yards per game, 368.5, all this sounds terrible, they actually allow the seventh least points per game, 19.4. Now, if you look at that from a per-drive perspective, the Chiefs allow the ninth most yards uh, allowed per drive, 33.67, but the eighth least points allowed per drive, 1.76. So they have their subpar rush defense statistics may be a little bit misleading, as although they might be getting run on and they might be allowing other teams to pile on those yards, they don't allow many teams to capitalize on those yards with a lot of points. They employ a bend-don't-break defense, and the Chiefs still manage the fifth-best average starting position per drive at the 30th.39-yard line. So they're definitely getting defensive stops when they need to, and they're getting the ball back in good position, which is incredibly important. Now, on offense, on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs have the 10th-best pass offense by DVOA and Football Outsiders. But it's not built on prolific production. It's actually rather conservative. They're tied for the sixth least passing touchdowns in the NFL this season, the 19, but also tied for the fifth least interceptions in the NFL. Now, Smith is a game manager, but not in a negative sense of the word. He's been aggressive and necessary, but otherwise takes chances and takes uh, when the defense gives him. And, and he has two amazing dynamic weapons in order to take advantage of that, and that is Travis Kelce a tight end, and Tyreek Hill at basically every position because we know that Tyreek Hill can play basically every position. Now let's talk about Kelce first. He is ranked first among tight ends according to DYAR, which is Defense Adjusted Yards Above Replacement. In other words, there is no other tight end in the NFL that can confidently replace him on the field catching the ball. So it's no surprise that Kelce also has the most receiving yards of any tight end of a 1,125 and the second most receptions of any tight end along with four touchdowns this season. Now, Tyreek Hill, as I said, he does it all. He catches the ball, runs the ball, returns kicks and punts, and basically every time he touches the ball, he's a threat to score. In fact, Hill is ranked first in DYAR for wide receiver rushes with 267 yards and three touchdowns. And speaking of kick and punt returns, the Chiefs have the second-best special teams for DVOA in the NFL. Now, Hill's a big part of that with the most, with the most average yards per punt, 15.2, and the most punts returned for a touchdown this season with two of them. Another big part of this is kicker Cairo Santos, who's had the fifth-best field goal percentage in the NFL at 88.6%, hitting the most field goals between 30 and 39 yards, 
and having a long of 54. Now, by the way, you ask, what about that Chiefs ground game? Well, without Jamal Charles, it hasn't been really peachy keen. They've had Spencer Ware on and off the field. They've had now they had all sorts of people back there. The Chiefs, and they had Jacandrick West, of course. The Chiefs have just the 20th best run defense, uh, rush offense per DVOA. But Spencer Ware is fully healthy now after the bye week, and the Chiefs do have the 13th most rushing touchdowns this season. Also, not traditionally thought of as a dual threat, Alex Smith is still tied for the second most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback this season of five. Perhaps the most interesting note is that the Chiefs' offense is abil- has an ability to play ball control, and that's the best way to neutralize a dynamic offense. They have the fourth slowest pace of play, and they also have the fourth highest time of possession when leading. They also have, which is again really important, the best takeaway and giveaway differential in the NFL. So they do manage to take the ball away, and they do, and they are very cautious and conservative about protecting the ball when on offense. Now the Steelers have, on the defensive side, adjusted their defensive account for the loss of Sam Hayward, and they are they're doing great right now. They have Stephon Tuitt firing in all cylinders. He was actually player AFC Defensive Player of the Week in Week 11, and he's done a lot since then. And the Steelers. Uh, have the ninth best rush defense for DVOA in the NFL. Now, remember, the Chiefs also have the third worst points for red zone appearance, so if they can control them, they may control the game. So now, to the keys of the game. Number one, turnovers. If the Chiefs want to win, they have to avoid critical turnovers like they did in week four and capitalize on takeaways, ball control. The best way to stop ben, Big Ben from throwing five touchdowns is to keep him on the sidelines. Special teams, starting field position will be important for both teams, but more important for the Chiefs, who don't have consistent chain-moving options like the Steelers do, like Le'Veon Bell. Speaking of which, Le'Veon Bell is a, a key to the game as well, because it's just that simple. The Chiefs' primary weakness on defense is against the run, and Bell is the best of the business on the ground. And, of course, Tyreek Hill, he is the X factor. It only takes one play for him to change the game. And last but not least, will home Big Ben or away Big Ben show up? Because if away Big Ben shows up, the Steelers' defense will need to play tight, to avoid having the opportunistic Chiefs take advantage of bad away Big Ben. All right, prediction time, folks. My prediction is the Chiefs' exact revenge over the worst defeat they've had in four years and managed to contain the Steelers' high-powered offense. Chiefs win and cover the spread. All right, so that's all the time we have for this breakdown of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs AFC Divisional Playoff Game. So let's blow the horn on that. If you want to follow me, please feel free to check me check out at, F, at FB Garbage Time on Twitter, and uh, we'll be giving you all the updates as to injuries and play and people players and, and all the things that they'll be doing leading up to all the other divisional games this weekend. Check back later in the week when we cover the other divisional games. Until then, enjoy your football week. <laughs>